0: When you make a cold call, the person that you're calling has no idea whether or not you're a scam artist or a professional salesperson, and unfortunately, All of the robocalls about your car warranty and your student loan debt that we all get have really given a bad name to people that make cold calls. And for that reason, if you're gonna make a cold call, you have to immediately set yourself apart from all of the spammers out there. And in this video, I'm gonna give you five ways that you can set yourself apart from the dreaded telemarketer. All right, so the first one is, assume that you have the right person on the other end of the line when they pick up. If you think about how a lot of sellers open their calls, the person answers and they say, hello, and then the salesperson's like, "Uh, hello, is, is this Dave? And then Dave's response is, Yeah? What's this about? Or who's calling? Well, now you're on the defensive as the salesperson and it's already off to a bad start. Instead, just assume that you have Dave and get right into your opener. One time out of 20, you're gonna have Mark on the line instead of Dave, and it's gonna be a little awkward because they'll, they'll interrupt you being like, Wait, wait, wait. I'm not the right person. But that's okay. I would rather have that one out of 20 awkward call than choose to make all of my calls awkward by asking if I got the right person every single time. So just assume that you've got the right person on the other end of the line. So now that we're assuming we have the right person, number two is tell them the reason that you called as part of your opener. And what this sounds like is not, hey, how are you doing today? Or, hey, did I catch you at a bad time? Instead, it's they answer the phone and they go, hello. And you say, Dave, I just finished reading the press release about the new office that you guys opened on Main Street. This is Nick Sigelski, and I know I'm calling you out of the blue right now. Do you mind if I take one minute? I'll tell you why I called you specifically, and then you can tell me whether or not it makes sense for us to chat further. What I've done here is I told him that I read that article about this opening on Main Street in the first couple words that I said, and so I'm immediately giving him context that this is not about the car warranty or the student loan, which is the prospect's fear when they hear someone that they don't know on the other end of the line. Number three has nothing to do with the words that you say and everything to do with how you say them. And number three is bring some energy to the call. There is nothing worse than a lukewarm cold call. So stand up, put a smile on your face, put on some music in the background that puts you in a good mood, and have a good time with it. The best way to distinguish yourself from a telemarketer is to have some enthusiasm when you are making your cold calls. It will set you apart, I promise. And so because we've brought some energy to the call, we should be having some fun. And because we're having some fun, we should be able to show some personality on the cold call, which is number four, show some dang personality. And that might mean you get to say stuff like, hey, prospect, good news. This is not about your car warranty expiring, but bad news, this is still indeed a cold call. Do you mind if I take 22 seconds? I'll tell you why I'm calling and then you can hang up on me. When you show some personality, and say some stuff that's like a little bit tongue-in-cheek, it totally sets you apart from the boring, uninspired telemarketers who aren't having a good time. So show some personality and have some fun. And that brings us to our last one, number five, which is take action that is adjacent to your cold call. The reality is most of the time, folks aren't gonna pick up your cold calls and that's okay. You can still use the missed call that your prospect has from you as a way to get on their radar. One example, I make a cold call to Armand and it's 2.15 in the afternoon and he doesn't pick up. I'm going to immediately after that call, send him an email with the subject line, just called you at the office at 2.15. Now, when Armand looks at his phone and he sees a missed call at 2.15, and then he opens his inbox later and sees that subject line, it's going to do something to his brain to make him say, okay, this is indeed a real human being who is trying to get a hold of me, not some robocaller caller or telemarketer. And so when you take action adjacent to your cold call, it's a way to use that cold call to direct attention to those real-world actions where you might receive a response instead. So think about using LinkedIn or email or Twitter as a way to get the attention of your prospect post cold call and so that's it don't forget the first five to seven seconds of your cold call your whole aim is just to set yourself apart from all of those robocallers and telemarketers that are spamming your prospects that's the good news is you've got a way to set yourself apart but now I've got bad news which is even if you make it that far you're still gonna get hit with objections but I've got good news again which is we've done a bunch of videos on this channel on how to handle some of those objections using what's called the Mr. Miyagi method go give those videos a watch Thanks for watching, and we'll see you on the next one. And one way you can pull verified and accurate data is with RocketReach. So if you like this, check out their toolkit on eight ways to triple your cold call connects in the show notes.